Welcome to episode 22. My name is Alicia Gregg and I'm your host. If you are new to this podcast, welcome Brave Mama. It's my heart to raise kids who truly love the Lord, understand his truth, and are uncompromising in their faith. So that means I have to grow some things within myself to be able to powerfully pour faith into my children. I recognize that as mom, I am their teacher and their trainer. So here on this podcast, we mamas get ourselves equipped so we can then equip our children. So welcome to the Journey to Bravery podcast. For the last three weeks, we've been talking about generational sins, and today we will finish that discussion by looking at the new legacy we can leave for our children and their children. In part one, we covered where these generational sins come from and how they actually get handed down. Part two, we talked about the overcomer of these generational sins, and that is Jesus Christ. He overcame slavery to sin on the cross for us and anyone who would turn to him. In part three, we hit a more sensitive topic and that was forgiveness. Not only is it healthy and healing for us to forgive those who have wronged us, but we are actually instructed to do so as we have also been forgiven. Forgiveness is a huge part of us breaking free from our past and joining fully to Christ, which leads us right into today's discussion. The topic title is A New Creation, A New Legacy. Before we jump into discussion, I want to pray for you really quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that guides us in all truth. Would you help us today understand? Would you open up our minds to receive the clarity needed for the next step in our journey? And Father, would you give us the strength and the courage to be able to take that next step? Let your promise that you have good and prosperous plans for us be our peace and encouragement. We love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. So for most of my life, I was broken and deeply wounded by the people who abused me as a child. I had a deep sense of loss from those encounters, a loss of innocence, of basic human rights, identity, and that led me to carry a lot of anger, bitterness, shame, guilt, feeling of isolation that I was the only one, and the burden of carrying that secret was so heavy. All of it was damaging in more ways than I can probably ever fully understand. And this was the place that I was not only trying to have a healthy marriage and a normal life, but I was actually parenting from this place also. And I didn't realize it at the time, but my pain and my unhealed places was being projected onto my children. And I never understood that was even happening until I became a new creation in Christ. Before him, I was who I was, and I didn't ever know that I could be anything different until he entered the scene and started to clear some things up for me. We can look throughout biblical history and see that same thing happening. 
in the New Testament, as Jesus calls each of his disciples, we see over and over how they left their old life behind and started a new one with Christ. Peter, we also know as the feisty fisherman. After the miracle of catching nets full of fish, he falls to his knees before Jesus and says, I am a sinful man. Please leave me. But Jesus didn't turn away from him because he was sinful. But instead, he says to him, from now on, you will be a fisher of men. He's saying that you will be made new. You will no longer desire to catch fish, but people for the kingdom of God. But first, leave your old sinful life behind. One of my favorite stories is the conversion of the Apostle Paul, also known as Saul. His life mission was to persecute Christians. In Acts chapter 9, it says he was eager to kill the Lord's followers. He was headed to Damascus to put anyone who believed in Jesus in chains and bring them back to Jerusalem. He was hunting them down one by one. So Jesus meets him along the way. He asks, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Jesus then instructs him to go into the city and then he will be told what he needs to do next. And during this whole time, he was blind from the light of Jesus during that divine encounter. And when he received his eyesight back three days later, he goes out and passionately preaches about the Jesus whom he was previously persecuting with a passion. He goes out and says, he indeed is the son of God. Paul was a new creation with new desires and new passions to pursue. He had a new way of thinking and living. And I encourage you to read about his conversion in Acts chapter 9. It's truly remarkable how one day a person can be this way, and after an encounter with Jesus, they can be completely different. 2 Corinthians 5.17, and this is actually one of the books that Paul wrote. He says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And that is exactly what happened to him along the road to Damascus. Just like that, he was made into a brand new person. He had given his life to Christ, his mission, his mind and heart. And because of that, he was forever changed. My conversion was slightly different from Paul's. But before I get into that, I want to share one more scripture with you. And that's found in Ephesians 4, 21 through 24. And it says, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And what sticks out to me the most from that scripture is let the spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Last week, we talked about forgiveness. And in regards to healing from past pains, 
I believe it starts there, but that's not all of it. We have to still be put back together and reshaped into a new person. Forgiveness had relieved me of a lot of anger and took a lot of heavy weight off of me. And there is so much freedom in it. But I still had some ungodly attitudes and ways of thinking and living. My healing journey took a few years. Jesus gently began restoring my mind and my heart. I noticed that my attitude towards life and people began to change. Everything and everyone used to make me so angry. And that was no more. I began to truly love people despite their faults or the way that they treated me instead i was able to have compassion for them my desires began to shift i used to desire just a normal life a comfortable bank account i wanted to be established in a career and i wanted to show my kids no matter what that i was strong now i desire a life that is full of christ which is actually counter to how the world lives, not normal by any means. I no longer desire an easy life because I know that this Christian life calls for persecution and suffering. And I want to be able to do that joyfully as scripture says, because it means that I am marked by Christ, that I belong to him. I desire to read my Bible every day, to pray and worship, but most of all, to show my kids I am nothing without Christ. It's not me that is strong because apart from him, I am nothing and I can do nothing. And because all of this changed for me, so did my parenting. I am no longer just trying to raise good kids, smart kids who are successful in life, but I want them most to deeply love Jesus like I do. Kids who are willing to be brave and speak up about the truth of the gospel. Children who are willing to stand uncompromising in the faith amongst their peers. Kids who know how to rely on him more than they do me. And Jesus is the only one who can redeem our loss and make us new. He is the only one who can make our life right and whole. He is the only one who can bind our wounds and who fixes the things in us that we think can never be fixed. Jesus says in the book of Mark and Matthew, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So why is this so important in motherhood? Why is this necessary to be able to raise up the next generation of Christ followers? We know our children watch and copy everything that we do. Our habits become theirs. If I walk around my house screaming for the next week, I'm going to start seeing my kids screaming at each other because that's how they think it's supposed to be done based off of what I've been showing them. If they see me every day praying, reading my Bible, leaning into the Lord for understanding, showing kindness and patience and serving others, that is also going to affect them. They are going to learn that this is how life is supposed to be. 
So it's up to me as mama to set the example, to show them how to navigate through life and interact with difficult people and hard situations in a way that honors God and brings glory to him. We can't teach our kids something that we don't know. We can't share Christ with them if we haven't experienced him ourselves. We can't impart godly wisdom onto them if we don't have that ourselves. And if we don't show them who God is, that he is good, he is loving, he is faithful, then the world is going to teach them that he is not good, that he is to not be trusted, and society will teach them what is right and wrong. And that in itself is a scary thought. So as mama, I don't need to just partner with Christ to break the cycle of generational sins and become a new person for myself, but also for my children and their children. There is a legacy for me to leave behind. And I have the opportunity in Christ to hand down a different kind of legacy to my children, one that is rich in truth and full of God's blessing and protection and promises. So to finish up, what does it look like to walk in this new nature? I've talked about it a little bit from personal experience, but I want to share it biblically with you. And I'm only going to be sharing one scripture with you, but know that there is so much in the Bible that shows us how we should live as a new creation that pleases God. Okay, so I'm going to be reading from Colossians 3, 12 through 17. It says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. And as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect love harmony and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Mama, I do not want you to feel condemned by this message, but instead looking forward to the new life you can have in Christ Jesus. I pray that this message brings you hope to know that if you are struggling Things can be made new. It is never too late to start living life as a new creation, a brand new mom. Because no matter how old our children get, we still have influence on their hearts. And we can pour into them no matter their age. I don't know about you, but to this day, I still need my mama and call her daily with whatever it is that I'm walking through. So be encouraged. Before you go, let me leave you with a Brave Mom challenge. You know, as long as we live here on this earth, 
we have the opportunity to continuously be shaped into the image of Christ. So this week, Mama, get into prayer and ask Father what needs to be made new in you. He who knows us so intimately can reveal those hidden things and in the time that we are ready to receive them. So thanks for listening today, Mama. And I want to ask if you would take a minute to leave a review on this podcast. It would really mean so much to be able to know how these messages are impacting you and your family. Have a blessed week, Mama. And until next Monday, be brave.